Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So please take a minute and visit mbcocala.com stories to tell us your story. And if God has used this ministry to touch your life in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. Help us to continue delivering God's word to the world. You can give online or through our mobile giving app. Today, we are hearing a message from our series entitled, Do Unto Others. This series delves into God's call for justice and peace and invites you to be His hands and feet in a hurting world. Will you help me welcome our internet audience, will you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, Veterans Day is actually this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, and uh, in our Wednesday evening service, there'll be a a few other things focused toward our, our veterans just to say thank you as well. So I want to make you aware of that. And we've got some people in the house too. Um, one of our staff pastors and has helped so many of you, uh, Pastor Shirley Page. She's now retired and moved to Tennessee, but she's in service with us today. Shirley, we love you. We miss you and glad that you're with us here today. Amen. And it's just because I wanted to do this, long, 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 long time friends, and they live out in Dallas, and they're home uh, here, I call it home for you, um, and they've been our neighbors in two neighborhoods, and then their son, Michael, that I watched grown, uh, to grow up, a uh, wonderful young man, I did his wedding yesterday, and so uh, Michael and his new bride are actually here in service with us, and then Chuck and Kathy Brandon here, give them a, a good God bless today. Um, I was not in church the day after my wedding. I just was sad. Hey, Christmas is coming. Yeah. And we do a little thing around here at Christmas time. And so we are going to, uh, we changed the name up a little bit. We're going to call it Christmas at Meadowbrook. And instead of four, four, instead of four opportunities, we're going to have six opportunities. It'll be on the weekend of December 12th and 13th, and there'll be three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Um, It's just going to be remarkable multimedia, music, live drama, all kinds of things will be going on with that. You're going to start to hear a lot about it. Here's here's another part of the change of this. No tickets required, no, no, no cost for it at all this year. And uh, here's, here's the thing. We're creating more and more of an invest and invite culture. We just want to get people here. We want them to hear and to see. And so it's going to be an incredible time. They're working so hard on this. And it will be on the Saturday the 12th. It'll be at 3, 5, and 7. And then on Sunday the 13th, it'll be at 9, 11, and 1. So 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, 1. Now, 3, 5, 7 is p.m. Okay? And then on the next day, the 9, 9 11, 1, that's a.m. Okay? And so uh, you'll be hearing much, much more about that. But I want to go ahead and let you know because we have people say, well, where can I get tickets? You can't get tickets, folks, because there are no tickets. Um, But you can come and invite people, and there'll be six opportunities. We're super excited about it. And so Merry Christmas, y'all. All All right. All right. Let's dive in. Dive into the Word. We're in a series called Do Unto Others. Everybody say, Do Unto Others. And let's go ahead and look at our main text here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. And it says, I can't read it. There we go. Bring it back. Here we go. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, 
do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And what he's saying is, this is the essence, the summation of all that the law and prophets put forward, is that you would treat people in this way, that you would do unto others. And the way that you kind of dial that in and focus on what do I do to others, you would do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, it is not just, I'll be nice to people so they'll be nice to me. Well, that's sowing and reaping. You should do that, and that does work. But this is more uh, the people around me, how should I treat them in their situation? Because uh, the New English Standard brings out that whatever you wish men would do to you, it invites your imagination at that point to say, if I were them, if I were in their shoes, if that was my situation, what would I wish? How how would I wish that people would treat me, would, would do to me? And in doing that, I think you come a whole lot closer to finding out what God would want. And what, and what God wants is this, active goodness and mercy. Will you say that with me? Active goodness and mercy. Like I point out to you, you know, like he does with us. Active goodness and mercy. And that's what God wants us to extend to others. How many of you know that God cares deeply? I mean, he cares deeply about people in need, people that are hurting, even people who made their own mess. Because I know none of you have ever made your own mess before. None of you have ever had a problem that was self-inflicted. How about all of us have? Come on, how about all of us have? You know, and so it's a matter of, of um, realizing that just as God has extended active grace and mercy toward us, that's what we're to do to others. And that fulfills the law and the prophets. That's the summation of the law and prophets. Well, let's, let's break this down a little bit further. Do unto others. Say that with me. Do unto others. So first of all, uh, what do we do? And we just talked about this. We show, we extend active goodness and mercy. It's important that you know that. Active goodness and mercy. We do unto others. Who, who do? You do. Okay. Uh, you and me, us and we, sound like Dr. Seuss, uh, but we, you and I, believers, uh, the righteous, not that we're perfect, but we're in right with God and then right things should be happening through us. We talked about that in this series. Then you and I are to do, we are to, to extend, to show active goodness and mercy to the people around us. And now we looked last week at who are these others, do unto others. And we saw it begins with those that are closest to you, the people that are closest to you. Remember that we saw that it, um, Paul told Timothy, um, he said, if you don't take care of those of your own household. And the Message Bible brings that out a little more too. It's the people closest to you. And so uh, then beyond that, well, let's go ahead and put this up here. So it starts out at my house. And at my house are my people, okay? So that's where it starts and people close to you. You should not be trying to save and help all the rest of the world neglecting the people closest to you. You'd have it entirely backwards at that point. Gain the whole world, lose your own. The Bible says that's a fool. And so we start with those closest to us, extending even in your own household. You ready for this? Even to your spouse that you've been married to for more than a decade. That you extend active goodness and mercy toward them. Can I get an amen from the people of God here this morning? And so it starts out, my house, my people, and then Paul said this, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And so there we would go to my church and just 
to continue with this idea. It's God's people. Okay, now we know that all people are God's people, but, but in this frame of mind here, okay, I have my people and then we have God's people. And so the circles keep on going out and we're gonna go out to the next circle now and that would be, be this and that would be my path. My path, remember the good Samaritan as he was journeying, you're journeying, you're going about your business on your path and here's who's in your path and on your path, ready for this? All people, all people. So it's my people, everybody say my people. Oh, that was really, really weak. Uh, my, people, my people, God's people, all people. What am I going to do toward all people? I'm going to extend active goodness and mercy. Amen? All right. It is vital for you. And let's talk about your path, so to speak, today. It is vital for you to view your life, your activities, your work, your vocation as a calling. And you say, hang up, preacher. I do not want to call my current job my calling. The reality is you're there right now and you belong to God. So right now you're called right there. You're on a mission. You're part of God's mission, the mission of God, the missio Dei. You're, you're part of God's mission right where you are. And it's, it's important. And I'm, I want to work and help our thinking here this morning that I view what I do not just at my house, not just at the church, but in my path, my job, my activities, my vocation, that I would view that as a calling, as a kingdom calling, that we're on a mission. Everybody say, I'm on a mission. And as a pastor and as a church, part of what we're to do is to help you and to encourage you and equip you and then deploy you into your mission and, and to see all of life as mission, to see all of life as a kingdom calling. Now, the goal uh, for a believer, any, any believers here today? Okay. The goal for the life of a believer is, is that the goal of all life and the goal of all work. Get this now. What is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of work? Well, number one, does anybody have any idea? I'll go ahead and tell you. To bring glory to God. You know, the number one thing that should come out of work, life, anything else is to bring, bring him glory. Okay. And then secondly would be to bring to our culture, to the world around us, to bring a taste, a sample, so to speak, of God's kingdom, of his goodness. Could put it this way. First purpose is to please God. Second purpose is to help people. Question. Are we going to be able to help all people? Are we going to be able to solve all problems? No, but what God does want us to be is these viral agents sprinkled all over culture that they are able to see the active goodness and mercy of God through his people. Are are y'all getting this here this morning? And so wherever you and I would go, it needs to be on our mind, in our thinking, in our hearts that I'm here to bring glory to God and then to bring a, a, a taste, a sample of the kingdom of God to the culture around us. Have you all ever been to like Sam's Club or the grocery store and at the end of the aisle they're passing out samples? Come on, how, how many of you cash in on that a little bit? And I know how you do. You're acting like, oh, well, we might be having a party soon and... Thank you. And go to the next aisle, right? Right? 
And then your wife afterwards says, you want to go to lunch? I'm full. I'm full. Okay. But what we want to do in the culture around us is a taste, a sample. People need to see the goodness of God. They don't need to hear your sermon all the time. They, they, need to, they need to see something. They need to feel something. And, and I'm telling you, when you do things God's way, people are going to sense something about it. And so it's vital that we approach all of this in, in, in this way. So here's what we do. It's through how I do what I do all week long. And it's through how I live where I live all week long. I want to say that again. It's how I do what I do all week long and where, how I live where I live all week long. And in doing that, we need to realize I am on mission. You are on mission all the way through. Look at this in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Jesus said, it's in the Sermon on the Mount as well. It says, let your light, say my light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your, what? Good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, you're not doing good works just to be seen. Don't take that in the wrong context. You know, you're not doing good works so somebody will notice you. You're not doing good works, good things, so that you can get a pat on your back. You know, what you're doing, you're doing things. You're handling life. You're handling work in such a way that it's done in such a right way that attention is drawn to it, but ultimately that attention is drawn to God. There needs to be something about you that's just kind of otherworldly in a sense, you know? It's like this is not like regular folks. Look, Look how they get along with people. How, look how they're nice to people who are mean to them. Look how they work hard. Y'all aren't even here, are you, today? Look, look how they work hard. Look how they show up on time stay. Look how they don't steal stuff from the boss. But it needs, in a sense, that's almost otherworldly. Now, by otherworldly, I do not mean weird. Y'all, in, in being on our mission, don't be Weird. And if you insist on being weird, please never mention Meadowbrook. <laughs> Don't even let on you know where we are, okay? If you're weird, you're on your own. And if you're new here and you're still weird, you got two weeks, all right? <laughs> Just saying. Don't misrepresent the kingdom of God. Amen. God's plan A, let's look at this real quick. God's plan A, everybody say that, God's plan A is church done right. God's plan A is church done right. And church done right is the hope of the world. Church done right is the hope of the world. And so that's what God's wanting to do. And God has this incredible plan. And I'm going to go old school here. We've got new school. Let's go old school here, trying to include everybody. So let's look at this idea of church. Everybody say church. And we're going to look at church little c and we're going to look at church big c. And we've talked about this before, but let's, let's look at this just for a moment. This is, and I'd like to welcome you to church little c. It's a building, it's a place, got some stuff, some programs, some people we gather together. You should enjoy it, should help you. But this is church little c. And what you and I are to do is we are to go to little c. We're go to church. Tell your neighbor, go to church. Tell your other neighbor, your obvious second choice, tell them. Um, 
Tell them go to church. Now you're here, you're here, and so you know to go to church, but this is to remind you in case you forget this week, you're supposed to keep on going to church, little, little C. And what God's plan is, though, it goes beyond just little C church, and it goes to a 24-6 version of the church. So we go to church, and then we go be church, okay? So go, go to church. Everybody say go to church. And then go be church. And see, that's God's plan A. And what happens is then you end up with believers everywhere. And see, kind of the old mindset, kind of the old mindset was you go to church and here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door, see all the people. All the moms wore pearls and hose. Okay. And, and we did church. And then when church was over, church is done, y'all. And you go home because mom has cooked a roast. Some of y'all are like, I ain't cooking no roast. Take me to the cracker barrel. All right. So things have changed, haven't they? So, but some of the old mindset was I did church. I did church. And church was isolated to a building, to a place, to part of a day every week. We would go to church. But God's plan A is you go to church and then you go be church. And church done right, little C and big C, is the hope of the world. And it's God's plan A to bring some active goodness and mercy to people that are all around us. Can I get an amen on this this morning? Now, when you come to little C, here's what happens. You're taught, you're trained, you're encouraged, you're, you, you get connected with people. There's power of fellowship, there's prayer, there's corporate worship. And in fact, it is commanded, it is commanded that we come to Little C Church. It's to be a part of our life and so much the more as we, as we see the day approaching. This is where people prepare and people repair takes place. Here's kind of a bottom line for us and everything that we do. We want this to be happening, that we are helping you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Why don't you read that with me? Helping you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. So when you come to little C, this, this should be happening in our life. It's important that we come for this, but then you leave. And each week when you leave, then you you go to little C, and now when you leave, you got you to gotta what? You got to go be big C. Now, big C, understand this. Don't walk out of here and go, I'm big C. And they call you your name. You're, no, no, I'm big C now. Yo, yo, yo. Well, listen, Mr. Big C, it's important that you make your way back to little C because you're going to incur damage and and get drained and all those things, and it's important. And you'll go weird, okay? You'll go weird without getting back to little c. You'll go weird. You'll forget what letter you even are, okay? And so it's important that this cycle happens. So let me go ahead and and show you. It kind of happens this way. You go to little c, and then you go be big c, and then you go to little c, and then you go be big c, and on and on. Are you following with me so far this morning? All right. Y'all are kind of quiet out there. 
Listen, it is not just about being at church. It's about being church wherever you're at. Okay, get that. It's not just about being at church. It's about being church wherever you are at. Okay? Now follow this. We should be growing, learning, following Jesus. And then when we leave, we should be salt and light and what? Sugar. Good. We, we should be a people that are gracious and generous and kind and hardworking and kind. Did I mention that one? And strong and centered and kind and principled and valued and uh, with values and settled and articulate and becoming more and more happy and stable and fruitful and blessed. Not trying to ever appear or act like we're perfect. Because if you go out and act all self-righteous and all perfect out there, look at me. They're never going to believe you. Plus, you set a, a hopeless standard for them. I, I, could, I could never be that. I could never do that. I, you know, because I, I have this happen and that happen, and I act this way sometimes, do that. And, and remember, we're moving from where we are to where God wants us to be. But if you go out of here and you just act like, well, I go to church and I got it all together, big C. You're going to send the wrong message. You know, a couple years ago, I was doing a ride-along with one of our sheriff's deputies. I'm a chaplain with the sheriff's office, and I was doing a ride-along, and it got into um, kind of a high-speed kind of deal for a little bit, got a little bit hairy. And um, while that was going on, the the deputy, uh, he kind of let a blue streak go. You know what I mean? He just kind of said a whole bunch of words that we normally wouldn't want our children to hear. Okay, and it was in the heat of the moment, everything going on. And, and so when it all got settled back down and everything, he said, Chaplain, I, I just, I apologize, I said all those things. And I just quiet for a moment and I said, I apologize, I thought all those things. <laughs> right? Instead of, well, I never, because the <laughs> angel of the Lord, you know, <laughs> stop. Just stop, okay? So here's the way it works out. And if I don't have you on this list, please forgive me. But you go to little c, and then you go b, little c. Look how strategically scattered God would have us. We go live out our everyday authentic lives at home, at the market, in neighborhoods, on jobs, in garages, gyms, salons, barns, banks, offices, factories, fields, warehouses, farms, restaurants, sports fields, hospitals, shops, streets, and structures all over this place. God puts his people, big C, all over the place. That's strategic scattering. That is God's plan A so that his people are everywhere. Amen. Amen. Church, church is that's not an hour or something on Sundays. That's vital. I said, that's vital. But just think about it. And I think about this when I'm driving around, and it's important that we catch this in our heart, that you're on a mission. You have a calling. You have a kingdom calling. And no matter what you do, 
You know, I drive past the hospitals and I think there are believers all over that place. There, there are people working there and there are people in beds. There are believers all over the place. You drive past farms and you go, you know what? I, I know that farm. I know those people, those believers right there. You know, in law enforcement and schools and restaurants and just all over the place, God has strategically scattered big C all over the place so that they can show some active goodness and mercy, so that they can bring glory to God where they're at, and so that they also can give a taste, a sample. They can be a viral agent, so to speak, to sprinkle a foretaste of the kingdom that is to come so that people are without excuse, and hopefully it will tap into a hunger that's deep within them, that they want what Big C is showing them all week long. Amen? Amen. The church, and this, this word, English word for church, comes from a Greek word, ekklesia, and it means this, called out. So initially it means this, that we're called out from the world. But can I tell you the reality of this? We're called out to be sent back. We're called out to be sent back. Called out to be sent back. In some of my reading not too long ago, I ran across this quote. Listen to this. The church is not a cruise ship, but an aircraft carrier. Think about it. The church is not a cruise ship, but an aircraft carrier. Watch this little video real quick. Go be church. You see it? The church is not a cruise ship. The church is an aircraft carrier. Now think about this. Church as an aircraft carrier. By the way, thank you, Kathy Lee. Uh, and thank God that we don't have to wear those little white shorts like golf guy did on there. I just, just will say that. All right. Church as aircraft carrier. Think about this. We're armed. We're equipped. We're briefed on the battle plan. We're maintained. Our jets are fueled. And then we are launched on our mission. Whereas cruise ship, it's about entertainment. We eat a lot. We hang out. We see a few cool places. We do a few cool things. And we take naps. Church is not a cruise ship. Church is an aircraft carrier. And what happens literally, and if you could see and, and know what's going on on that aircraft carrier, those jets, once prepared, are literally catapulted into their mission. Literally sent out. We're getting new chairs in here that are going to catapult you <laughs> out of here to go on that mission. But, but listen, they're catapulted out on mission, and then they... They finish their mission, and what do they do? They come back, and they come back, and sometimes they need repairs, and they need to be refueled, and they need to rest up a little bit and recharged and rearmed and updated 
and then launched again so they can go out and drop a bunch of do unto others bombs. <laughs> Just active good. And, and none of us need to have the mindset, here I go, I'm on my mission. I just do my mission, and then we never come back to the aircraft carrier. Because if we don't come back, you're going to run out of fuel, brother. You're not going to have anything but, but a little momentum for a little while. You're not, you're not going to have what you need. You're not going to know the change in, in the plan or whatever it would be. It's vital that we understand the church is not a cruise ship. Just entertainment, food, hang out, see some people, nap a little bit. Don't wake them, just, uh, just stay with uh, But we're an aircraft carrier, literally, to be prepared, repaired, fueled up, armed, locked, loaded, catapulted out onto our mission. If you see that, say amen with me this morning. And so we've got a little thing this week called Serve Week. And this would be just a way to help to catapult all of us. I just imagine us in a way, don't hear this violent at all, hear this in the good metaphor that I'm trying to use here, that we're literally going to carpet bomb this community with active goodness and mercy just all over the place this week. Projects that you're doing, big projects that we'll, we'll be doing. Um, we're meeting Saturday morning, I think 8.30, Fort King Middle, and, and uh, that's going to be a big project. There's pro- you can check the tables out there. There's just so many things that you can do this week. Just everybody be on mission this week, and hopefully that will propel and convince some of you that this is the way you're supposed to live. And that when you go to work and when you go to a restaurant in just a little bit or you go home or wherever you're to be, let's just make sure that we realize, oh, good, we're, we're done with church. No, you're not done with church. You went to church, and now you're to go be the church. And it's how you do what you do. It's how you live where you live that we go on a mission, and that needs to be our mindset. Answering the kingdom call every day, our lives, our vocation, our activities, seeing it as being a part of God's mission. Can you say amen? amen. It's not about being just being at church. It's about being the church wherever we are at. We go to church, then we go be church. We go to church, and then we go be church. Do you see why I said kind about three times in that list there? Because when, if you go representing church, and not just Meadowbrook, I'm talking about the church of the living God, that you're the body of Christ, followers of Jesus, then those attributes are seen in you. That's why we continue to grow and learn and become more and more what he wants us to be. In Psalm 23, 6, and I'm almost done. In Psalm 23, 6, the psalmist says, surely, if you know it, hop in with me. If you, surely, goodness and mercy. Whoa, goodness and mercy. We've been talking about that. That is the substance of do unto others. Surely, goodness and mercy shall what? Follow. The Hebrew word there means to pursue, to overtake, to hunt down. Did you know that God's goodness and mercy are, are on your tail? And it's to overtake you and be a part of you. And then the psalmist goes on to say this, and don't miss this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, do you know the next part? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Does that mean heaven? Yes. But there's scholars that pull in from what that really meant in the psalmist's day, how central the temple was and temple worship was to their lives. 
that they also literally render it this way too. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And get this, and I will keep returning to the temple. I will keep returning to the temple all my days. I'll keep returning to the temple. I see the picture right here is you go to church and then you go be church with goodness and mercy following you. Go to church, go be church. And we're about to launch out of here in just a moment. Wish we had the new chairs. We're actually not getting new chairs yet. But that you would go and be church. Thank you for coming to church. In just a moment, we're going to go and be church. Isn't that an incredible plan that God has? That his people would be strategically scattered all over the place. I got one more scripture I'm going to read to you, but... um, Honestly, and I'm not joking about this, uh, Alicia and I, we have a whole lot of waiter and waitress friends, servers at restaurants. We believe it's part of what God would have us do in our path is to to make friendship and be good and talk to them and, you know, and and just be open and, and there for them. And it's been amazing what God has done in so many, so many, so many people. And there are so many of them that have talked to us. I'm just telling you all, okay? I'm just telling you. That they said, we hate working Sundays. It's when all the church people come. They're cheap and they're demanding. And and I go, well, I don't know about those churches. But when when we catapult you out of here and you land somewhere, let's make sure that we are big C that you are kind, that you are gracious, that you're generous, that there's something about you that you are shining in the midst of darkness. And when you shine, you stick out from the rest, not so you can get a pat on the back, but so that God can get some glory, that he would be pleased and people would be helped. Listen to this in um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 in the message, and we'll close with this. Go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night. Thank you for coming to church. In just a moment, thank you for going to be the church. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MBC Ocala.